Welcome to the Seven Figure Salon Podcast. I'm your host, Helena Gibson, founder of Strut Hair Solutions and creator of the Seven Figure Salon Academy. If this is your first time joining me, Welcome. I'm so happy to have you and just kind of let you know what we do on this show is each week we go over one of the seven figure salon pillars, which we believe is the roadmap to success in my 20 years of running businesses from auto repair shops to hair replacement and now consulting These seven pillars literally will transform your business and are definitely the foundation and need All of them need equal attention. So with that being said, this is episode 11 and we are on team. I am recording this week by myself. I just got into Fresno yesterday uh, to visit this location and spend the week. So I'm actually recording um, in my mother's living room. So how funny is that? Uh, I wanted to get some quiet time so I could kind of go over with you guys what the theme has been in our Memo Mondays recently, which if you've um, followed us before, I've went over how each Monday I send a memo to my Fresno team with their wins for the previous week, with uh, things that we could have improved on, and a lot of times I put some type of education and training in there for them. Um, One of the things I remember hearing a long time ago was a saying that said something to the effect, if you invest in your team, they may go, but what if they stay? That was just a a quote that just always stuck with me that I don't know where I picked up a long time ago, but it was pretty powerful. Um, So I always uh, take the time to invest in my team. And the five things I want to go over with you, which are some of my top selling techniques that I, you know, make sure that we practice often. And I just sent them, as I mentioned in the memo this past week, um, are closing the sale. So the first one that I'd like to go over with you is the first thing you're selling is yourself. You have to, the customers have to like and trust you and you have to know that you are your company's number one product. Um, We talk about that often, that how we show up in the store, I I believe on our, um, it's either our daily or our weekly log, it says, you know, what energy are you bringing the store today? That is so important. When you walk into an environment, you're bringing your energy with it. And would you buy from you? After I work with a client, I often ask myself that, would I buy from me? I critique how I've worked with the client. And that's something that we even kind of mentioned last week about not getting too comfortable don't get too cocky, you know, once we get, you know, a couple decades on us, we tend to think that we know it all, but we definitely have to ask ourselves, would I buy from me? And most of the time, I mean, 99% of the time I say yes, but every once in a while I say no. And then I have to reflect back on that and think, what could I have done differently there? Um, Number two would be listen more than you talk. And to me, To be amazing in sales, listening is truly the most important. The clients, they want to be heard. And most salespeople I find, or bad salespeople, go over all the features and all the things they know of 
whatever product that it is you're selling, whether it's a car, whether it's hair, you know, listen to me, I know so much. But you have to remember that people want what benefits them. And I always think of everyone wearing a sign that says, what's in it for me? And that might sound terrible, but really that's what most people are thinking all of the time, especially when they're purchasing it. So instead of thinking of the features, you want to talk about the benefits. What are the benefits to the client? How are they going to feel when they have more hair, when they wear the extensions, or if they're putting on a wig? How is that going to make them feel? If you sell, you know, um, carpet cleaning or house cleaning. I know if someone cleans my house, I feel amazing when I walk in and see how good it looks, how nice it smells. When we have the shop cleaned, the girls know I love um, the smell of pine saw, so they'll clean and, and spray that around, and I just, I love that. So also what we're selling is a feeling as well, how they're going to feel. So remember, you know, again with that, listening to the clients, letting them talk, and, and they'll sell us, which kind of leads into number three, is buying signals. Uh, one of the things I talk to the girls as well, especially in Solana, is about buying signals that when clients ask you how much something is, or how much do I owe you? That those are technically buying signals. Um, we we go above and beyond and do special little features for our clients in our uh, San Diego location. And every once in a while, clients will ask. I'll, I'll hear them do this often. Well, what do I owe you? And I'll tell Kayla. Um, I'll say, you know what? I think we might need to start charging for this service. Like people actually want to pay us for what we're doing for them. So again, that would be a buying signal. Um, number four, which in my opinion out of all five of these is the most important, which is asking for the sale. That is something that really takes a long time for people to get seasoned and feel comfortable with. And some of the tips that I use in our type of environment is something to the effect of, do you want to wear this out today? You know, it's it's kind of like, um, th well, there's some different ways you can do and ask for the sale, but also uh, the assumptive close is the one I like the most because there's different ways to ask for the sale. But I always assume that if somebody is in my chair and I have offered them and presented to them the solutions to the problems or concerns that I heard them say in the beginning when I was listening, I already know they're going to buy from me. So I just assume the sale and kind of walk through without actually saying, hey, did you want to buy this? I kind of go into, did you want to put that on a card or did you want to pay cash? You know, you can be more or less aggressive on how you assume the sale, but Again, I teach my team to either say, did you want to wear that out today? Or can I put that in a box? Or if the lady has the product on, I'll also say something to the effect of, did you want to get a wig care kit to take care of your new hair? Like, I, I just assume the sale. And it also 
in my experience, gives you a different confidence with that because you know you've sold yourself, you know you've listened to what he or she says that they're looking for, and you went over the benefits. You didn't just, you know, go over all the features with them. You, you really listened to what they wanted. You got the buying signals that they're asking how much it is or how much do they owe you, and then now you're asking for the sale. So that's kind of a little recap. And then the last one is number five, which I learned from this really old school, and I know I mentioned him before, like one of the kings of sales was Zig Ziglar back in the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, when my mom introduced me to personal development and uh, the thought leadership space way back when, he was one of the first ones, and one of the stories he talked about was this knife set. He went out door to door and sold knives. And one of the sales guys said, hey, you know, I'm just having a really hard time selling these knives. And Zig Ziglar said to him, do you use them? And I believe the guy said no, and he said, well, that's where the problem is. He, Because Zig used the knives, and that's why he was one of the top salespeople. So you have to believe in what you're selling or the service that you're offering. So in my studios, my girls are required to wear hair when they come on shift, whether that's extensions, whether that's a wig, a scrunchie, a hair topper. I make sure we have a rep for the Glow uh, skincare that we uh, carry, and she is so generous to give my girls tons of samples and free and um, free like full size products to make sure that they're using the skincare because I personally love it and I want them to love it so that that way they can sell it. So you have to use the product. So there's this belief when you're working with the clients that you know. So if a client walks in, I typically wear the extensions. So when an extension client comes in and has questions, concerns, or just wants to know, you know, maintenance and so forth, I typically help them. Where if it's a wig client, and this is, I'm referring to in our Solana Beach location, if there's a wig client, typically Kayla or Nori will help them because they wear the wigs most of the time. Um, Nori wears hair pieces. We've got Naomi wearing hair pieces. So basically when a client walks in, we can kind of, one of us will go over there and kind of help guide them around uh, with the products that we're the most comfortable and familiar with or Say, for instance, I'm working with a wig client and, you know, we're talking about a product or something. I'll, I'll reach over to Kayla and I'll say, hey, can you come share or can she see, you know, the hairline that you have or something like that. So whatever you're selling, you have to believe in that offering. And this goes to, to anything. Um, again, like when I had my auto repair shop, one of the huge things that we pushed there was the 21 point inspection. I believed in that because any car has, if you do 21, if you check 21 different things on that car, you're gonna find something wrong. And I wanted my clients to know for safety purposes that, hey, you've got something coming up. I'm not saying you have to purchase that from me or that service today, but I just want you to know to watch out and you know look out for that down the road. So these are the types of things that I share in the memos with my team 
And then this week, I actually did one on um, customer service, which I'll share a little bit more with you guys next week. But again, I try to theme and put something of value in there for that for them, so that they, you know, come away every Monday excited and learning something new, or just um, reiterating what we've already gone over. Uh, which actually reminds me of a story, and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but uh, when we first moved to San Diego, my daughter and I, we used to ride in the car and I'd listen to um, cassette tapes by Jim Rohn because this was like, you know, eight, nine years ago. And I'd listen to different ones over and over again. And one time she said, Mom, why do you do that? You've already listened to that tape. And I would tell her, because every time I listen, I hear something different, I'm in a different place, and I'm feeding my mind with positivity and things to just make me a better salesperson because really sales is what makes the world go round and round. So you've got to teach your team how to handle your clients, how to be the best team members they can be because if your team is not happy, how can they provide stellar customer service and show up and sell themselves in an amazing way when they're not happy? That's why team is our third pillar because team comes before the clients. I learned that you know, halfway through my career. I always thought, well, you've got to make the client happy first, which is true. But if your team isn't happy, they're the ones on the front line my girls work with the customers a lot more than I do because I'm doing, you know, things like I'm doing now or I'm, you know, writing blog posts or something like that. So I'm not with the clients as often. So that team has to be stellar right on it. So to wrap up this episode, I might go back and listen to the five principles again, maybe write them down and go over it this week in your team meeting or if you shoot out um, emails to your team or for yourself, maybe post it on a mirror or something to remind you of how important these five sales, uh, closing sales techniques are. And then next week, I'll be coming to you from Halifax. I can't believe the summer uh, ended so quickly, and it's already time to take my daughter back to finish her last year of school. So this week, I'll be trying to spend as much time with her, and I'm um, just super sad that it's already time to take her back. So uh, yeah, I'll be coming to you from uh, Halifax, and then hopefully after that, I'll get some time to actually stay in the store here pretty soon. So I wish you guys all the best to your success, and if you have any questions or there's anything we can do to help you, please feel free to shoot out an email, helena at the sevenfiguresalon.com. Um, you can also visit our websites because we are here to support you. And if you did find some value in this email, please hit subscribe or rate us, and we'll see you next week.